Welcome to Grafted in Messiah with Gil Burgos. Today is Monday, June 27, and get ready for a great show. Amen. Yehuda Glantz, Yabani Habmikdash. Welcome to the show. Gil Burgos here from Grafton and Messiah Ministries. We're broadcasting here live on airtime.pro. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. 
Tonight, we're going to be discussing an interesting topic, which is, are Jews saved because they are God's chosen people? Big question. I only came up with this only because of what a post, something I posted last week in the replies and the comments that came afterwards. So I just thought I'd clear the air. It's because it seems to be like a little confusion out there when it comes to this topic. People have different, I guess, views, opinions, and theological terms. They want to just throw themselves and say this and that. But I think by the end of the show, you're going to make your own decision. Not because, not much, so much because what I say, but what the Bible says, and that's where it's going to end. But basically, what happened is this. Like I said, last week I made a post uh, called Fake Orthodox Couple Accused of Trying to Convert Jews to Christianity. That was the post. And a lot of people were just, you know, kind of like looking at that, kind of found it interesting. I also posted it on my podcast, and people are still listening to that one. It's an interesting show. Check it out when you get a chance on Podomatic, Grafted and Messiah. Now, I kind of got a caught, I got a, let me say, I, I got caught off guard, like they say. I got caught off guard with their replies or the comments that came right after when I posted this. Not too much after, but soon enough, some guy writes this, named Al Petru. He says, I'm Jewish, and I don't believe you have to convert to go to heaven. Conversion is only for Christians. Well, I strongly disagree with that comment, so I wrote back. I kind of wrote a, like a lengthy uh, response, which I later deleted because it was too long and too theological. I didn't want to get too wordy. So I said, I'll, I'll come back when I have something more concise and I respond, which I did. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to uh, let you hear the response in just, just a moment. But then another guy by the name of Benny comes behind him and says, my rabbi once told me, Jews, we don't need to convert. We already have God's promise. I do understand where you are coming from because I was born Jewish but raised Christian. And then the third comment was more I got God bless you, and that was pretty much it. Another brother said, I celebrate you from Nadu Gabriel. Always got good stuff to say, Nadu Gabriel. Anyway, my response in general, not just to one person, I just had a general response, and only Benny responded. My response to both individuals was this. Nicodemus, a Jew, had to be born again, John chapter 3, to enter into the kingdom of God. He transitioned eventually from rabbinical Judaism to Christianity. And I say, if that's not a conversion, then what is? And then, he, then Benny responds to that and says, so I was always taught conversion was only for the Gentile. He says, I am Jewish, but was raised Christian, so I was baptized, etc. But I was always told my Jewish family would be saved and I didn't need to convert he says, interesting perspective. Well, I kind of responded back to Benny on that note, and I told him in writing here, I'm kind of in the same boat you're in. Born Jew, raised Christian, but my Jewishness didn't matter to God. He didn't save me or reconcile me back to him. I had to be like everyone else, born again. 
In fact, Acts chapter 2 in the book of Hebrews, written to Jewish Christians, speaks a lot about this. And that was the end of the replies, and I haven't heard anything from anyone else yet. If you're interested, you can uh, go there also. You want to comment on the, on the post, you're more than welcome, and we'll address it. But what I found interesting is that in a similar way, I found something that was really, really, really good in this regard from GodQuestions.org. And GodQuestions.org answers this same question. Are Jews saved because they are God's chosen people? And this stuff says a lot, a lot of stuff, and it's biblically sound, balanced, and it has a lot of scripture, New and Old Testament. For example, he starts, the writer of this article, uh, I don't have his name here, he starts by saying, the Jews are God's chosen people, according to Deuteronomy 7, 6. But that does not automatically make all Jews saved. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. That no one includes Jews and Gentiles. For a Jew to be saved, he or she must come to God the Father through faith in Yeshua the Messiah. And then it says, John the Baptist warned his Jewish audience against trusting that their lineage made them right with God. And the Bible says in Luke chapter, I'm sorry, John chapter 3, oh no, Luke chapter 3, produce fruit, this is what John the Baptist has said, Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, quote, we have Abraham as our father, end quote. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. And that's again from Luke chapter 3, verse 8. No matter who we are, we must repent, Luke 13, 5. Physical ancestors do not guarantee a spiritual conversion. Even Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, has to be born again, and he would not never, or he would never see the kingdom of God. John chapter three, verses one through eight. Now, I had never read this before. This article, it just, it just kind of like confirmed what I already wrote, how I already responded to these two guys. I didn't read this. I just got this today. <laughs> but it's amazing that when the Spirit of the Lord is speaking, He's speaking the same message to everyone. It's something like he's not going to speak to you something not truth and half-truth and that's going to tell you something else and bring confusion. God is not a God of confusion. He's going to bring truth and he's going to confirm truth. That's what he does. Amen? And it also goes on to stay here in the article, the Apostle Paul emphasized the need for faith in many of his epistles. Abraham is a prime example of the man who was justified by faith, apart from the law, which when Abraham lived, was not even given yet. Abraham believed God, as it says in the Bible, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand that those who have faith are children of Abraham, and that says, uh, that confirms in Galatians 6, 7, I'm sorry, Galatians 3, 6, and 7, which says, just as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Know then that is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. So that backs up that. Also, in Genesis 15, 6, it says, And he believed the Lord, and he counted, into him, he counted it to him 
as righteousness. And that's, again, Genesis 15, 6. So we have it from both sides, New Testament and Old Testament, coming at you. The article goes on to say, this idea echoes Jesus' proclamation over the believing Zacchaeus, which says, today salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is the son of Abraham, Luke 19.9. Zacchaeus' repentance and faith in Christ made him a true son of Abraham, who is the father of all who have faith. Romans 4.11 says this, he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised so that righteousness would, could be counted to them as well. Amen. Elsewhere, Paul contrasts those with a physical pedigree and outward observance of the law with those who have true faith regardless of their heritage. For example, it says here, a person is not a Jew who is one only outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. No, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is of the heart, by the spirit, not by the written code. That's from Romans chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. Salvation is a work of the Spirit in the heart. So, being of Jewish descent does not make heaven's one's home. Being physically circumcised does not guarantee a place in the kingdom. Only the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ can save. And we know it says in Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no man or no one may boast. And how many times have we heard that? Different ways, different people have used Ephesians 2.8 to back up whatever, whatever position they're trying to bring out. But in this case, it makes a whole lot of sense. Here's another example. The rich man in Jesus' story was a Jew. If you recall Luke chapter 16, the rich man and Lazarus. How many of you remember that one? Remember he woke up in hell? Well, it says here again, he was a Jew, but he ended up in torment in Hades after death. Luke 16, 23. In the midst of his agony, the man calls out to, quote, Father Abraham, verse 24. But he was only a physical descendant of Abraham, not a spiritual one. He did not have the faith of Abraham, and being a Jew did not save him from hell. Hello, are you hearing me? That is powerful, and it makes a whole lot of sense. Now, when you look at the ministry of Yeshua, the Bible says he even said that he was sent to the lost sheep of Israel first before going to the Gentiles. So if that's the case, Yeshua was speaking to Jews first. Remember Nicodemus, I mentioned that earlier. In this case here, the rich man, these are Jews. These are not Gentiles. He was sent 
to the Jewish people. So if he's speaking to Jewish people and he's telling these stories, what do you think he's trying to imply? Hello? The article further goes on to say this. The Christian concept of salvation from sin has no equivalent in modern Judaism. Judaism does not believe that man, by his nature, is evil or sinful and therefore does not teach that man has a need to be saved, quote-unquote, from an eternal damnation. In fact, most Jews today do not believe in a place of eternal punishment or a literal hell. When a Jew sins or, fall, or sorry, fails to fulfill the, the laws of God, the belief is that he can obtain forgiveness through prayer, repentance, and doing good deeds. And I'm going to stop there for a moment. And that is absolutely right. Most Jews do that. They, the concept is do the most, the most mitzvahs, the good deeds you can do, and the most whatever you can do, most prayer. The more prayer, the more good deeds, the more acts that you do will make you right standing with God, and God will accept you on the day of judgment. If they believe that, maybe they think just by just showing up, that's all it is. <laughs> I'm here, I'm Jewish, let me in. Maybe they think that. But that's the furthest thing from the truth. If you're listening to this, I pray that you will understand the concept and read this text with an open mind and don't be so close-minded because the Lord is trying to imply something to you so you will be saved in the last day. Don't think, again, your lineage has anything to do with your saving, being saved, or your salvation. It is a gift of God, as the Bible declares. Paul, a Jewish rabbi, rabbi said that. He wrote that under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, of course, but he wrote that to Jewish people, non-Jewish people. I mean, the, the church in Ephesus, yes, the church was Greek, Gentile, but the letters just was distributed to everywhere. The churches were made up of both Jew and Gentile at that time. Now we see a separation for some sort, a little bit, not too much. But when he was writing this letter, it was circulated throughout all the churches, and many Jews and Christians and everybody was trying to figure this out, and they were. So it was a general letter written to the churches, but I'm pretty sure a lot of Jews picked it up <laughs> and wanted to read what this guy's talking about. You know, everybody was hearing about Paul, and they wanted to find out what was his message. Amen? All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to continue with our article. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the next song. Here we go.
Yehuda Gans from the album Gotta Dance, Bukarim Lichot. You're listening to Gil Burgos on Grafted and Messiah. Hope you're enjoying our show. We're back from our break. Uh, the phone lines are open if you want to call and discuss this, 914-233-3672. Again, 914-233-3672. Lines are open if you want to call in. If you're in the U.S., you're more than welcome to call me and discuss this if you feel that this is inaccurate, it's not true, which is kind of hard to beat the argument when you have scripture to back up what you're saying. But maybe you're not sure still, even though you're seeing or you're hearing what the Bible is saying in, con- in context of the concept of our Jews say because they are God's chosen people. So it's a bit of debate. Some kind of people don't even believe that, even if with scripture, they'll say, no, no, I, I still, you're reading it wrong. <laughs> I don't think so. It's pretty clear, cut and dry, black and white. I don't know what else to, how else to describe this. Anyway, I, f- I found the second part of this article even more interesting, especially the, the latter part. You know, when I was reflecting on the break, when it says here, when a Jew sins or, f- or fails to fulfill the law of God, the belief is that he, can, or he or she can obtain forgiveness through prayer, repentance, and doing good deeds. Um, that just like hit it for me when I, I said, that is so, so true. Um, that's what you're going to get. The mentality of a person that thinks that way is how to penetrate. You need the work of the Holy Spirit to penetrate that mindset because once a person has been programmed to think that way, it's almost impossible. Only God can make them unthink that way because they, whatever you say is going to like go, like bounce off a wall, go right over them. They're not going to understand that where you what do you mean I need to repent? What do you mean I, I have to do this? What do you mean I, I, go, to, I go to synagogue? I, 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 you know, I, I do the, uh, the 613 mitzvahs. Uh, uh, I, I do this. I go to young. I, go, I observe all the feasts. I, I, I observe Shabbat. You know, I, I go to Jerusalem or everywhere. I go to these places where God sends me. There's even places in Europe I believe they have to go. Some say I have to go here and go there. And in Europe, some countries, uh, I don't I recall all of them. I heard it on one video I was watching on YouTube. They were doing Shabbos or Shabbat, and the one Orthodox says, I go to this country every year. He was telling the guy that was interviewing him. I forgot the location, but somewhere in Europe. So he's just tooting his own horn, and, you know, they're just saying, you know, how righteous they are, how pious they are, like especially the Hasidim. They're like the modern-day Pharisees, if you want to call them that. You know, they feel they're more holier than thou and more pious than everyone else, and they feel every other Jew is not a Jew except them. They're the elite. And they, that concept is more, even more severe when it comes to that. You know, their prayer books, you know, whatever they think, that's it. You know, they feel that they recite the minyao, they go to the, go through the services, and they do everything by the letter, and they don't, they, they're extremists. They follow the letter of the law, and that doesn't save you, as the Bible says in the New Testament. But, you know, it's hard to explain this to a person that doesn't believe in the New Testament. So only God and his sovereign grace and mercy can penetrate that type of mindset, you know. And it's not going to take, unfortunately, to the end of time. You know, as the Bible says, all Israel will, will be saved, but that's going to be during the tribulation, the seven years when they have to go through some stuff. Three and a half years, they're going to go suffering through the Antichrist. is going to mislead them, and they're going to think he's the man. And then all of a sudden, Moses and, and uh, Elijah are going to appear, as the Bible says in Revelation. And then three and a half years later, after the, you know, they kill them, they raise up from the dead, and then they're gone. And everybody says, hey, this guy, 
the Antichrist, he's not who he says he is. And, you know, if you know the whole concept of Thessalonians, how it works in the book of Daniel, maybe I'll do that another day, how it all works together. And the Jews are saying, wait a minute, this guy's not the Mashiach, he's not the Messiah, he's an imposter. And that's when all hell breaks loose on them. It's, it's going to be a hot mess. But that's another teaching in itself. Maybe one day we'll get into that as well. But tonight we're just focusing on this topic. Again, our Jews say because they are, call themselves God's chosen people. But you may say, oh, you're being uh, biased. You're saying that because you're a Gentile. I'm not a Gentile. I'm Sephardi. So I'm, I'm speaking as a Jew, as a Messianic Jew, a one who believes that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah. So you can't say that if you want to say that. Or maybe you're not saying that, but if you are. Anyway, let me move on. Where was I? Okay. So I'm going to move a little further down in the article, and it says here, the Christian, I'm sorry, that's not it, the further one, the belief in obtaining forgiveness apart from a blood sacrifice contradicts the Torah, which clearly gives the prescription for forgiveness. Here it is in Leviticus 17, 11. The life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you, this is Yahweh speaking, upon the altar to make atonement for your sins. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. The temple sacrifice was always the centerpiece for Jewish atonement. Now, as you know, there is no more temple. The other temple that's going to come is like when I was just explain to you what's going to happen during the tribulation. Right now, I think they're still working on the temple to, to, to lift it up and erect it. Sooner or, soon or later, it's going to be done. They, right now, I did a, a YouTube video. You should go check it out on my YouTube channel. It's, it's featured. It's still featured. I think it was pretty good talking about the third temple. And I get into an elaborate, detailed discussion about what I perceive about the third temple. You should check it out. YouTube.com forward slash Messianic Surfati. Messianic Surfati. That's my YouTube channel. But here we go. And we're talking about the temple. There is no temple. There is, what are you going to do? Sacrifice a chicken like they would, a lot of Hasidim do? Or Orthodox Jews, they sacrifice chickens and stuff like that and other animals. Maybe they got ghosts in the backyard. Who knows? But it's bad. I mean, these people are, are really off, it, off the wall, man. I don't know what's going on. Really, really bad. We really need to reach out to these guys. Okay. Once a year, as it says here, on the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, the Levitical high priest would enter the Holy of Holies in the temple and sprinkle the blood of the sacrifice on the mercy seat. Through this yearly act, atonement was made for the sins of all Israel, but the temple was destroyed in A.D. 70. And for mo almost 2,000 years, the Jews have been without a temple and without a sacrifice, without any means of atonement. <laughs> there you go. So what are you guys going to do? You don't have it. You got to figure out something. Something got to work. It says here, those who reject Jesus' sacrifice on the cross will find that Quote, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. And that's a direct quote from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 
and 27. The article also reads as, as follows. The Brit Hatashah, the New Covenant or New Testament, teaches that the Jewish Messiah, Yeshua of Nazareth, came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, as I just said earlier. Matthew 15, 24. Just before the destruction of the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. Here's a quote. When Christ came as high priest of the good things that are now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands. That is to say, is not a part of this creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of the heifer sprinkle on those who are ceremonial and clean, sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciousness from the acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God? Amen and amen, amen forever. That's Hebrews chapter 9, 11 through 14. That book was written to Jewish Christians who were making a transition out of rabbinical Judaism and still kind of like under this mindset of still following the commandments of the Lord to the letter and they didn't understand the concept of grace. And it took a lot. Most people say, scholars and every other biblical uh, authorities say that Paul wrote this letter. I, I think it's, it sounds like him, the way he writes it and his style and everything. I kind of happen to agree with the many people that think that Paul wrote this letter. All right, so let me again take another quick break. And when I return, we're going to finish up the final part of this article. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Adam
Adam Yachol Lihiot, Yehuda Glanz from the album Gotta Dance. Now that's that's not a new album. He's been out with this for some time for years, but I just I still play it. It's brilliant how he he brings together a Jewish Spanish music together. It has a little bit of each flavor. You're hearing it in English, not in English, you're hearing it in Spanish, you're hearing it in Hebrew. It's amazing how he blends the two together because why? Because Yehuda Glanz is a Jew from Argentina. That's why. So I believe uh, he lives in Israel. So I'm not quite sure if he was. I think he was born in South America and then migrated to Israel. Oh, my, maybe it's the other way around. But he is from Argentina. He's an Argentinian Jew. Great man. Great musician. All right. If you're joining us from the break or for the first time, this is Gil Burgos from Grafton and Messiah Ministries. Today we've been discussing an interesting topic of are Jews saved because they are God's chosen people? Well, me as a Sephardic Jew, I beg to differ and say that me as a person, I had to be born again. I had to have experience with God. I wasn't saved by rituals. I wasn't saved by religion. I wasn't saved because my mother, my father, uh, my heritage, my Jewish background, none of that mattered. It had to come to a saving knowledge of Yeshua the Messiah as my Lord and my Savior. I had to acknowledge who I am, as a sinner, and I had to come to him by faith and say, Lord, forgive me, embrace me, I accept me, and I come to you for, you know, for salvation, I believe, for the finished work you did on the cross, on Calvary, and all the rest, and give me your spirit, and one thing led to another, and I began to speak in tongues, and then he gave me the gift of prophecy, a prophetic gift, and then he gave me the gift of healing, and then I went to different parts of the world to proclaim Yeshua the Messiah, but not so much from a Jewish perspective, more of a, a Christian type of thing. Uh, the people in Pakistan and uh, in Dubai, they really weren't really ready for that, so I kind of left it different so they can understand that. I didn't want to confuse people. Like I see, they got these guys going to India and making converts, and they say they don't make converts. And it's, it, I, I, hate, I hate to say this, you know, but I, it looked kind of ridiculous what I saw with these, these people from India, what they were doing. Uh, and, you know, this guy got them brainwashed. The guy that went over there got them brainwashed. You know, he says, now you're a Jew. You're not Jewish. You're, just, you're Indian. You, can, you, want, you know, you can maybe you can follow Judaism, but you're not Jewish. You're Indian. But he's telling them, you're Jewish now. Like you have the African-Americans 
Uh, I'm not talking Ethiopians, Jews that were Solomon's descendants. I'm talking about African Americans from here, black, black Jews or whatever you want to call them. And they say, oh, near now you can be a, an Orthodox Jew. And they see them with black hats and black garb and and now they say they're Jews. And I'm like, what is this? Everybody wants to be a Jew. Why? What's the big deal? There is no Jew or Gentile. We're all one in Messiah in Jewish, in Jesus. <laughs> Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah. That's what the song says. Remember that? Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah. One in reality, I think. That's the song. Joel Chernoff. I'm not singing it right. Anyway, let's get back to our article. We're almost out of time. It says here in closing, the New Testament, the Brit Hadashah, teaches that everyone, Jew and Gentile alike, have sinned against God, Romans 3.23. All of us are under the consequences of sin. All of humankind, doesn't matter what you are, every human being, are all under the consequences of sin. And the wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23. We all under the sin of Adam, our father, and Eve. That's the initial sin. It's been passed down through mankind. That was the first one that fell. And if you read the New Testament, it teaches that by one man, one man, sin came into existence. But by another man, Yeshua, he came and saved us because of that. I'm paraphrasing. But that's what the New Testament teaches. The article further on goes on to say, we are all in need of salvation from our sin. We are all in need of a savior. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. The New Testament teaches that salvation is found in no one else. For there is no one under heaven given to mankind by which you must be saved. Acts 4.12. Again, the Shah teaches that salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Get that through your head. There's no other way of doing it. There are no shortcuts. Doesn't matter your mother, your father, your sister, your brother is Jewish. You need a saving knowledge of repentant heart and coming to him to ask for the forgiveness of your sins. Not once a year, but once and for all. I'm not going to get in the whole concept and the teaching of what is salvation, that's a teaching in itself. I'm just trying to make a point. And finally, the article concludes with saying, in Christ or in Messiah, there is no distinction, as I just mentioned, between Jew and Gentile. Romans 10, 12 says this, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. Hallelujah. On everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. Shall what? Shall be saved. Yes, it says the Jews are God's people. Hallelujah to that. But, and through them came the Jewish Messiah to bless the nations of the earth. As it says, salvation is of, is of the Jews. It says that in the New Testament. But, it is only through Jesus that Jews or anyone else can find God's forgiveness. Amen. And amen. There's all the articles you can read in regards to this. If you go to gotquestions.org, just look for the article. Are Jews saved because they are God's chosen people? And there's other articles you can read on that are related. What I'm going to do probably the next week is teach on what am I Jewish 
can I become a Christian? That's the next thing I'm going to touch on. So if you tune back in next week, uh, what time are we on? 6 p.m. Summertime. Week, weeknights. I'll be on every night, 6 p.m. weeknights. At 8 o'clock is fall and winter time. But now in the summer, we're going to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Grafted and Messiah and Airtime Pro for the live radio show. For more information, as I mentioned before, on my ministry, go to www.gilburgles.com or www.graftedinmessiah.org. Amen and amen. All right. Thank you for listening to our show. We'll be back next week. Until the next time I see you, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he shine his light upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom. Take care, and I will see you again. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? Get your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care, uh. Can I live good, yeah, can I live good? Ten the oh, ten the oh, ten the oh, yeah. Just because that you're alive, you gotta dance and thrive. Thank the one above and give him lots of love, yo. Get with it, with it, with it.
Yeah.